All right, here we are again in this uh, beautiful studio here at the Wynn Hotel Resort and Casino in beautiful Las Vegas. Yep, uh, there's some people walking outside. They're wondering where the voice of God is coming from. That would be me. This is Blue Wire Studios. This is our HQ. And this is for the Wynn. And I am Eric Winalda. So I realized in the last couple of weeks, I haven't been introducing myself. So there it is. This is the uh, this show that pretty much has a different take on all the things that you care about as far as soccer is concerned. And I'll get into my busy week in a minute, but let me catch you up real fast. Liverpool beats Chelsea again and penalties to win the FA Cup. Some problems there because Salah and uh, Van Dijk have gone off with, with injuries. I don't think they're going to be okay. I mean, I, mean, I think they're going to be okay. I think it, when, when it comes to the uh, Champions League final. So don't worry too much. If you didn't, if you missed it, as far as the EPL is concerned, West Ham had them. I mean, they had them. They had Manchester City pegged 2-0. Bowen was going for a hat trick, almost got it. Um, and then Antonio missed, a, missed a, an absolute sitter on a bad back pass. Uh, and they come back in uh, historic form to make sure that they, uh, they get the 2-2, miss a penalty kick at the end to make it 3-2. So it's still conceivably possible that this could get down to the wire, but I don't know. So don't just hand the trophy to Man City just yet, but they're pretty damn close. I would love to see somebody out there, and I know you're out there if you're listening to this, that um, you could put together a little montage of all the facial expressions that Pep Guardiola went through in that competition. That was hilarious. I actually think he, you know, he looked like he aged four or five years um, on the sidelines. In one day. It's like me. It's like you have a bunch of kids. It's the accelerated, accelerated aging program. It's lots of fun. Okay. And then, of course, Leeds and Brighton. All right. So Everton loses to Brentford, three to two, and then a couple guys sent off. So they're, they're still making their own uh, lives miserable. Uh, and Everton has, still has Palace at home and Arsenal to finish. Leeds, unfortunately, has for them, for, has one game left 35 points, Brentford away. Well, it's, it, it's, I believe it's away to Brentford. And then, of course, Burnley is sitting on 36 games, so they still have two games left. They got Villa and, and Newcastle. So it, you know, conceivably, this, this is almost over, but it's just still going to come to a, a vicious head. It's just a big zit that needs to pop next Sunday. That's terrible. Now, I mean, if you watch Leeds and, and, and what they put their fans through once again, a late goal, late, late goal, but what a goal it was. So find that on, on Twitter or YouTube or however you find stuff. Uh, but that was fantastic to watch. So Jesse Marsh is still um, barely, barely has a pulse. Uh, but there was, you know, F, uh, Ellen wrote a It's just, it's still, it's still a place that magical things happen. Now, I don't, I, I don't think all of you pay attention to the Bundesliga, but I do. You, you know that. Magic happened in Stuttgart. Man, I'll tell you. I love the way they do it, first of all. The bottom two are going down no matter what. And then the, the, the third worst team gets to play in a, uh, in a playoff with the second division teams. The Germans always do things differently, but I, I always seem to side with them. I feel like they're doing things better than everybody else. But anyway, they um, Stuttgart, late goal. Endo gets this diving header. It's one of those deals, if you missed it, or the goalkeepers up there. Everybody's sitting on pins and needles. This is it. I mean, their season is over. They're getting relegated. It's over. Well, actually, they'll end up playing in the uh, in that in that uh, playoff game. And, and who knows how that's going to go? You got a couple of uh, 
really good teams that are there are very difficult propositions that are going to be a part of that playoff. So here they are, right? So Hertha has screwed up, not screwed up, but they were playing against Dortmund. Dortmund's beaten them. So they're going to be equal on points if they could just win this game. 92nd minute. Oh, man. I listened to it twice. I listened to it in the English version, and then I listened to it in the, in the German version. The German version was better because the guy's voice kept cracking because he was clearly uh, just, just emotionally affected by all this. The, the fans storm on the field. You haven't seen a game like that uh, in Stuttgart in, in many a year. But uh, as it all finishes out, uh, so Stuttgart does stay in. Uh, Heriter will be a part of that relegation playoff. Uh, see if they can stay, uh, and I, I don't, you know, I don't really care if if they make it or not. Bayern, Dortmund, Leverkusen, Leipzig have made it to the Champions League. That was the uh, that was the goal. That's the reason why they got rid of Jesse Marsh in the first place, is because they didn't look he was going to be able to figure that out. And now uh, Leipzig has figured it out. Tedesco has 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 done his job. He got him to fourth, and then he can start talking about next year. Uh, Union Berlin, Freiburg uh, off to Europa League and Cologne Ugh. is uh, to the Europa Conference League, whatever the hell that means. I, I mean, I even caught, caught myself up on that. Uh, as far as the Champions League in Spain is concerned, that'll be Madrid, Barcelona. What a comeback for Xavi. Uh, Atletico and Sevilla. A couple of things to talk about when it comes to um, the American front. It's just, you know, under the radar, we talk so much about players that were a part of the qualification process, but there's guys that we're forgetting. And one of them is Ledesma. He's currently at PSV. I watched him train uh, actually during the pandemic. This is a guy that has just kind of fallen off the radar. I mean, he's, he's in that Mihalovic um, category. There's a reason why people complain on Twitter. And then of course, Haji Wright has extended his scoring streak to seven games. All right. So I know it's the Turkish league. Okay. I get it. I get it. But uh, the, I've, I've been watching this guy for a while because he is, um, you know, L.A. born. And uh, I don't know, man. We can't find a forward. Let's find somebody. You know, I mean, I, I looked at this old, old picture of like the U16 national team. And Haji Wright was in there, right? There with Pulisic and, and Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams. They were all there. All there. So they know each other. Bring him into the family. Let's see what he can do. I mean, I don't think you'd have a worse end of the season if you're Josh Sargent. I don't think it could be, I don't I think it was ever going to get better for Pepe. And I was actually talking to a friend of mine. If we were to go back in time and basically say, uh, what were the things that I, we're going to do this on the next podcast, I think, because it's the end of the year. What were the predictions that I made that actually came true? And what the odds were when I made those predictions? One of them's fairly interesting. One of them is the fact that I predicted that Pepe would never score in the Bundesliga. At the time when I said that, and I was saying he will not score this year in the Bundesliga. This is last year when he, when he arrived. Still had the winter break to go through. So it was a pretty ballsy thing to say that, you know, the, the kid is never going to score a goal. Apparently that was 275 to one. If I, if, for, of him not scoring a goal, after a $20 million transfer. Why did I not put a hundred bucks on that? Put your money where your mouth is, Eric, for crying out loud. But that was one that, you know, the other one was, I believe Stuttgart was going to get in. And, and it, it was, it was, it just didn't look good. It looked pretty dire for about, about three weeks ago. And I was thinking, oh, well, I got that one wrong. I got that one right too. 
The one I got wrong, which deserves the womp, 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 was, was certainly me thinking that Bayern was destined for Champions League glory this year. That was, uh, yeah, wrongo. Bad. And you know what's killing me there, is it? And I, and, I, and I don't know. I don't know where you guys stand with this, but this whole away goals don't count anymore. I mean, ah. I mean, I get it. They're making teams play a little bit more offensive and go for it because it's got you. But still, come on. I mean, then again, you you just say, okay, well, look at Real Madrid. Look at those results. Look at the Chelsea game. Look at the um, the the most recent, you know, crazy, crazy uh, game with uh, Manchester City. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Does it really having that much of an effect? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, I, I think I got Bayern really wrong. I know I got Pepe right. Should have put a bet on it, to be honest. Uh, and I made a couple of more predictions, and I'm going to share those on the uh, the next uh, the next podcast. I did predict Leeds would go down. I know that was unpopular, but go back and listen to uh, the Nick Webster podcast. It's a couple couple of weeks ago, where we had our Fox phone in reunion of uh, the you know the, that show that we used to have, but I was just 100 percent sure they were going down. Now, 100% doesn't exist really in this crazy world because, especially with Leeds, um, who actually, I have a friend that hates Leeds. He calls them followers. <laughs> but that's funny. He goes, oh, the followers? I said, who the hell's that? He said, well, it's not Leeds because they don't lead anything. That's terrible. I didn't get that until I got it. And I hope you got it. Anyway, maybe I did a bad job of explaining that. But uh, let, let's let's talk about a couple of things which are um, certainly going to be the topic as we go into this transfer window. I know that MLS, uh, you don't get it. You're going to start in bad weather and finish in horrible weather and think this is a good idea. Not going to engage in the global market because you're too big for this or you're just dumb or you're a franchise. I don't know. But in this time of year, on most occasions, real football people are talking not about games or going to games. They're talking about either going to the... In America, we're talking about where we going on vacation or are we going to the beach or what are we doing? We're just going to go see the world or something, or, you know, especially those teachers out there that get the summer off. But most people are going to go find a place to go on vacation. Hell no, MLS. We're going to play games in 105 degree heat. That has nothing to do with... Uh, with the, the health of our players. Good God, why would we think of them? Anyway, in normal circumstances, people that come into this time of year are talking about one thing, the transfer window. The, the window, the insurance bond uh, transfer window, which occurs over the winter is a different story. Those are not usually huge numbers, but we're looking at uh, potentially looking at a transfer window where there's some serious player player movement. Um you know, Suarez, for example, has said goodbye to Atletico Madrid. I, I'm just saying it now. I'm just saying it now. Somebody's going to bite on that. My producers didn't get that joke. Let me just explain. Suarez is the guy that bit somebody in a World Cup. Okay, just so we're clear. Right, and, and then, you know, ironically, a, a, a famous Italian defender... Uh, Kilini, he might be headed to MLS too. So maybe we got uh, bite, bite race 2000 all over again. That'd be great. Uh, Frankie De Jong looks like he is going straight to Manchester United. Uh, Pogba's probably on his way. We don't know. Arsenal has linked themselves to Gabriel uh, Jesus. And Gareth Bale is leaving Real Madrid. 
I'll bet you right now, right now, right now, wherever Gareth Bale is in the world, it has something to do with golf. He's probably in his mansion right now with a putting green that's inside his house trying to put a ball into a cup or something. But he's not thinking about soccer. I'm pretty sure of that. It's kind of like when, when Greg Maddox, when Greg Maddox decided he was going to leave baseball and he was going to maybe come to the Dodgers, been to the Cubs for so long, and he ended up going to the Cubs. Everybody was like, you know, and he, this guy's a Vegas resident, so I know him. It had, it had more to do with golf courses than it had to do with anything else. He just wanted to figure out where he wanted to play. I, I don't know. Maybe he was calling Jordan and saying, let's get a money game going. But that's Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale wants to play golf. He doesn't want to play soccer anymore. That's but So he's leaving Real Madrid, and let's see if he ends up on, a, uh, on an MLS roster. Okay, speaking of MLS, let me catch you up on the weekend. Uh, what's going on in Chicago? What's going on in Toronto? We have two big problems there. And they're both, you know, if you're, as far as I'm concerned, they, it's always about Bob Bradley. Bob Bradley, not having a good time. Not, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen him on this kind of a slide. Uh, let's open with them. Uh, Orlando City gets a late goal, 92nd minute. And TFC finds himself at the bottom three of the, of, of the, uh, the standings now. And it's just not getting better. It's actually, it's, actually, it's actually a pretty rough watch. So, you know, as we get into the summer, let's, let's see if uh, Bob can figure that out. Colorado takes out LAFC. Vancouver losing two to three uh, within the dying seconds. And they figured out a way to, um, to get back in that thing. Because San Jose was on quite of a spill there. I mean, the, the new management, figuring things out, you know, getting them at least out of, the, uh, out of the gutter. NYCFC beats Columbus. No surprises there. Philly and... Red Bulls with the red card game, and then Chicago and Cincy, another red card game. There's a lot of red cards this weekend. A lot of, uh, a lot of dumb stuff, but Chicago loses again. They are in dead last. Cincinnati has went from dead last because they used to be under Chicago because all they would do is tie. They'd never win, but they had accumulated some points. Cincinnati's on a five-game run, and now they're in fifth place. Way to go, Pat Noonan. I guess I'm eating crow there. I guess that's one of those things on the list where I said, well, Cincinnati's not going to figure it out. But I mean, if I'm really being honest, look at their staff. The smartest thing that Pat Noonan did was he brought Dominic Kinnear. It was kind of floating over there. You know, he, was, he, he helped Barra Scalotto for a little bit. He was still hanging out in, in, in Los Angeles, but he, I know the man. He loves to work. And he knows the league. And, and the one thing about Dom Canary is just going to simplify things. All these people with their PowerPoint presentations complicating the game. You know, Dom will get is a great assistant because he'll get in there, even though he's he's won MLS Cup numerous times as a head coach and as an assistant coach. He's he's just a great guy to have in your locker room. Calm him down, get him focused, keep it simple, win games. Now, I'm not trying to take it all away from you there, Pat Noonan. I'm not, but uh, great job with the, with the uh, Dom Canary hire. Smart. All right, his old club, Houston, they beat Nashville. I mean, I, I, I'm, that's, uh, that's Gary Smith. I, Gary Smith's teams just don't score a lot of goals. So it's, uh, it's not the one I'm, I'm, when I'm looking for entertainment, I don't say, hey, I'm going to watch Nashville. No. I'd rather go to the uh, Grand Old Opry. If the, any entertainment that I'm getting out of Nashville is in the music industry. It has nothing to do with that soccer team. Uh, Inter-Miami, uh, inter 2-2 to two with DC United. That was just bad versus confused. So who cares? Uh, RSL beats Austin. That actually is something that surprised people because uh, Austin has been on a good run. And then here we go. 
What in the hell happened in Portland? What is this? Seven to two. Somebody call Peter Vermes. Let's get Peter Vermes on the horn. Seven to two. Got scored on seven times in one game. Seven times. It took Chicago eight games to get scored on seven times. You got seven in one game. Uh, maybe I'll just stay away from that. LA Galaxy, they lose to Dallas uh, at home. Uh, Atlanta, which I just can't figure out. That's a two to two. And then Seattle, okay, here we go. All right, you've got the trophy. Garth Lagerway, Brian Schmetzer. You guys figured out how to get the trophy. And this is why you guys are smarter than everybody else. Because, you, I mean, I'm looking at these results. I'm reading them off. I'm saying, ooh, who's in trouble? These guys aren't in trouble. This is MLS. No one's going to lose their job because they lost a couple of games. It's, it's May. Nobody cares about who wins this week or last week. When it gets into the end of summer, you have to have accumulated enough points that you've got a chance at being relevant. And that's where it matters. And that's the part that Seattle has figured out. And so smartly, they've just gone through this. And we, we saw what they did in the, uh, in the CONCACAF Champions League. They hoist the trophy. They, they take, and now they say, all right, let's go. Let's get back to business. We've won the first trophy. Where's the next two? Unfortunately, it won't be the Lamar Hart Open Cup due to that uh, crazy, uh, all the way to the, the goalkeeper shooting, uh, which was pretty cool. If you, if you can go find that one, you might want to find that. All right, so that's it uh, you know, on, on that front as far as uh, what's going on in the world out there. Uh, now I got to catch you up in my world. And I, I don't know how I do this. Because usually I talk or I complain about my wife and I trying to deal with some uh, crazy kids. But uh, I do have a, an announcement to make. Those of you who do know, I, I was uh, working in Las Vegas with a local club. Downtown soccer was the... the um, when I, when I left my post with the Las Vegas Lights and the USL, uh, I took over an 04 team. 04 meaning that the boys were 16, 17 last year, and now they're 17, 18 this year. And uh, I enjoyed it so much. I left that, uh, that um, I don't want to call it a job, but I, I, I've, I've transitioned over to uh, a new coach. Uh, that's the way you should do it. You don't just up and leave. You have to try and figure out a way to help these boys. But I'm very happy and proud of my team. Uh, that I had for almost a year, uh, simply because we they had never won the state cup, or they had won it I mean, many years ago. The last four attempts, I think they had lost, and we were able to accomplish that goal this year. So we are the state cup champions of Nevada, which was terrific. And last year, uh, because of the way we qualified into uh, the regional and uh, national competitions, we were the regional and national champions. So they they have three trophies. Uh, and, and I think it was 10 months and a couple of days that, that I was there. So I'm so proud of these guys. But what I'm more proud of is the fact that they're going to college. And in the, in the last couple of years, that has not been the case. And Vegas, and that's really has been twofold. My motivation is to help these boys get, you know, fulfill their dreams, whatever that is. And I think the hard part, uh, and if any of those boys are listening, they'll tell you this, they, they don't like honesty sometimes because everybody else is bullshitting them. But, and you have to tell them, this is who you are. Where do you want to go? And then they're going to they're gonna aim too high. And then you're going to say, all right, let's bring it back. And let's figure out where, where the appropriate place for you to land and go to college and make it a, a real experience and to continue your, your soccer. 
if that's it. Or, hey, someone's going to give you money. Are you willing to go there? You're going to get a full ride scholarship to go to school. So this all pays off. So nine of my guys, nine of my guys fall into that category. And that was not the case last year. I mean, like two years ago and the year before that, the same age group, uh, national champions two years ago uh, for LVSA, which is a, com- a competing team. Um, but that was, an, uh, that was a different group. They were, they were the U19s. It was not the 18s, which let's be honest, is not as important because Kids are already gone, uh, they're out of college or they're in college already. So these are the kids that didn't go to college, but are still playing soccer. So it's kind of a different dynamic, if that makes sense. So these kids are no longer actively looking to go to college. They're just like, hey, I'm still on a club team. Let's play soccer. Let's win a trophy. But my guys um, won this thing. And that the year before that, uh, they were in the final, uh, this other group from Vegas, not, uh, not this club downtown. And the, the, the most discouraging part about that is out of that group, none of them got a scholarship. And that was really the motiv- motivating factor for me is if I'm going to take this job, I called it a job, I said I wouldn't, but if I'm going to take this endeavor, this project, you know, the, the objective should have been to connect with these, these kids and their families, figure out what it was that they want, where their destination needed to be and get them there. And in that sense, I couldn't be more proud of these boys. And, you know, there's just some crazy little storylines in there. One of my kids, Nick Walker. Um, so the way, it, and he's, I think, yeah, he's the only black kid I have on my team. But Maurice Adu was putting a, uh, together a, um, a group of kids that were mainly from LA. And I read about it. And these were kids, these were disadvantaged kids or the kids that, that, that fall through the cracks, all those stupid stories that we hear. But trying to create, an inner city opportunity for these kids to, to get, be seen by real coaches. So Marisa Dio had done a great job of, of organizing these, these bigger colleges to come see these kids because they normally didn't get seen. Some of them couldn't afford club soccer and we know all that works. So I'm not getting into that today. But my kid, Nick Walker, went out there, scored four goals in three games, and now he's going to be going to school in California, which is actually a big deal uh, because it's hard to get out of Nevada. You got to be really good. And the school's got to really want you because you're more expensive than, than, than hiring the kid that's already from California. When you're out of state and you're coming from Nevada to get a scholarship's tough. So congratulations to Nick because he pulled it off. But that was really facilitated by Marisa Du. So hats off to, to him. Uh, I, I made the phone call, but you know, he said, no, we're, uh, you know, we're going to bring him out. You know, we'll, I'll check the rules. And then I, and at some point they said, who cares? We're providing an opportunity. We're staying consistent with the values and the idea of, of our vision is to find places for these kids to play. And congratulations, Nick. He's on his way to uh, UC school. So, I mean, you know, and then the other couple of the other guys, you know, making, making the roster at UNLV. Uh, BJ's a new coach over there. I've, I've had a breakfast with him a few times. Seems like he's got his act together. But to see one of my guys go to UNLV is a big deal. And they're all over the place after that. I mean, from Dixie to, to Carroll to all kinds of destinations, but uh, congratulations to them. Now, the, the second motivating piece of that is because I wanted to get into this age group because I've been fascinated with the academy systems in America. And that was the other reason why I got into this. And I have started my academy locally here in Las Vegas. But the news, which I was alluding to before I started on this rant, is that I'm moving to Phoenix with the Academy. Uh, if you haven't been out to Legacy, Randy Miller has done an unbelievable job. If, if you're a baseball person, you might remember Randy Miller. He's a, uh, he's a pitcher. He's 
kids were pitchers too, but um, he's, he spent 30 years trying to build that place and he's built the single greatest sporting soccer, pickleball, futsal, basketball, volleyball, you name it, it's there. Uh, and it's absolutely fantastic. And I'm, comp- I'm just honored that I'm going to have the opportunity to, uh, to work with those folks. But on, on a bigger scale, it's going to give me an opportunity to really create a, an environment through my academy that's going to uh, create more opportunities for, for, for kids to, to go into the professional ranks, to create pathways to go into college. And uh, I got to be honest, I'm really, really, really excited about that. Uh, and that's why I got into that. I wanted to get into that space. I wanted to see what the kids in Maryland at the age of 17 look like. The best players from Maryland, what do they look like? Kids from Chicago, New York, Florida, Texas, Los Angeles, Oregon. We've played against them all through these, through these, um, uh, these games. And we played in what was called the National Pro League, which is uh, organized by USYs. It's not a part of ACNL. It's not uh, a part of MLS Next. But what I, what, I've, what I found fascinating is that my team uh, in, in this process, when we started, we were not ranked in the top 50, nor was any independent team. Every single team that was in the top 50 at this age group was an ECNL or an MLS Next team uh, for the obvious reasons. And, and whether you think it's BS or not, they probably were. They probably were getting the best players. But my team has moved up to 16th in the country. And that is pretty cool. And it's the only team still that is independent of MLS Next and whatnot. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. There's those boys over there, players, um, which are here locally and, and um, used to be the state, state Cup champions, used to be the regional champions of, uh, of Las, from Las Vegas. Yeah, we, we were 4-0 against them. So uh, we basically uh, knocked them off of their pedestal and... Uh, my boys are, are now reaping the, the, the benefits of being the best team in Nevada, meaning they got to find their final destination in, in the, uh, for the most part, it's the college route. So that, that's fantastic. None, none of my guys are going pro, and uh, nor should they. I don't think that they're ready for that. But um, in this process, I've learned so much. Uh, you know, the idea now for my academy is we're going to take a group uh, to Europe. We're going to take them right to the front door. So if you can imagine, I've kind of built my own national team. I went to Iowa. I went to Boise. I went to uh, Salt Lake. I went to Florida. I went to Orlando. I went to LA. You know, we played on all these games. Went to Phoenix several times. And in those games, I got to watch some of the better players in the country uh, who are scattered all over the place. I got a kid that I, I'm, I'm really high on from St. Louis, uh, who I think, I think the world of. I don't even think that kid knows how good he is. And then through this, through this project, through a funded program, we're going to be able to take these kids uh, across the pond and you know, play as a team and see how we do. Play against some German teams, some Dutch teams, some French teams. Uh, stay in Luxembourg for a bit, but uh, to really give them a solid opportunity. And I think what's cool about that, and in my conversations with some of these families and kids, is it, 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 you know, because it's coming from me, maybe, because I actually know what a European player looks like when I say to them, no, you can do this. They go, really? Yeah, no, I'm just telling you. Because it's different now. I'm not saying, hey, you can do this. Give me 10 grand. That, that, I didn't say that. What I said was, is I'm paying money. I'm putting my ass, my reputation, my name on the line to finance your trip to Europe so that you can represent my academy and make me look good. Let's face it. 
It's it's not like you get to go on the trip because your parents can afford it. That's not what happened here. It doesn't cost you a dime. If mom and dad want to go, you're on your own. I'll give you. I'll get. I'll I'll, I'll see if the hotel has uh, has any vacancies, and you're paying. But I'm still going to kick you out of practice. So my advice would be: don't come. You know, let your kid grow up, and we'll we'll do this the way it's supposed to be done. That's the difference. That's the difference. And I've told stories on this podcast before about friends of mine, parents who just have a, a delusional idea of, of how this works and, they, and a delusional idea of how good their kid is. Just because some guy that's, get making, that's profiting $2,000 a month from you, uh, uh, you know, getting your wallet out so he can coach them, regardless of what he's teaching them, he's just constantly going to tell you, oh man, he's great. He's fantastic. I mean, he's coming along so well. I mean, did you, did your, did your check clear? I mean, it's just, it's just a business that I don't want to be a part of. So my academy, so long story longer, that 04 group, congratulations, boys, state, regional and national champions. But at the same time, you know, it, that opportunity allowed me to kind of scout, well, kind of to scout the world or the, the country. And I'm going to build my own team. We're going to go to Europe and see what we do. Capelli's going to come along for the ride. I love working with those guys. Uh, George Altiers is, uh, he's, he owns that thing. If you haven't figured that out. And so it's, we're not going to be Adidas or Nike or Puma, which I love because in the reality is, is like if, if you ask somebody about Capelli, you know what they'll say? Oh yeah, the soccer company. I like that too. I like that. They're not really venturing too much into all sports right now. They're, they're a soccer apparel company and that's what they're known as. And that's what I want to be. So glad to, uh, to have them along, along for the ride. And I will be partnering with uh, maybe you have or have not heard of Value United. Value United is the NISA team, which is going to be um, participating in the, in the NISA Pro League this year. There's only 10 teams in that league, but partnering with them was a good idea for me because essentially that is the professional piece and a professional environment that I can partner with them. So in the event that there's a 17-year-old kid who's ready to get pushed around by the big boys, I'm not going to feel as bad as just throwing them in, a, you know, I'll prepare them but we'll have that that professional piece uh, at the top, which is which is pretty cool. Unfortunately, Valley United is going to make the news uh, this week. Uh, by the time this thing gets out, there might be a uh, uh, a reaction from Nisa, but there were what do you say irregularities uh, in the way that they were signing players. That will make news. Uh, I'm not going to comment much more on that uh, for the time being. But um, uh, that ownership group in, in Phoenix is doing a really good job of figuring out how they're going to create a better platform for their community. Uh, they have Phoenix Rising, uh, of course. And then, of course, there's Real Salt Lake Phoenix, which is a part of the MLS Next program. But um, I'm moving to Phoenix, where at least I'm going to go back and forth for a while, if I can talk my wife into it. And the, um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about merging the two wild, wild west cities of, of all of this business in Phoenix or the greater Phoenix area in Scottsdale uh, and Las Vegas, because I've said this time and time again, there's so much talent in this town and I'm going to find out how much talent's over there, but I'm going to merge it together and it's going to be one hell of a fun ride. Uh, either way, don't worry. I'm still going to be uh, uh, figuring out a way to find two hours a week for a podcast and continue to be as honest as I, I can be with, with everybody. Um, and, um, of course, insult the masses with uh, the realities of, of somebody who is incapable of lying. Either way, uh, that's it for today. Uh, I think that catches you up. I, I think this week is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Let's just, 
Let's get to Sunday. Sunday's going to be a disaster. It's going to be crazy. You know, you have Burnley playing on the Thursday and the Sunday, uh, but this thing could be a mess before they get there. And then, of course, Jesse Marsh hanging on by a string over there. But I mean, I will say this before I go. Stop, Jesse. Stop quoting Mother Teresa, Gandhi. Okay, just don't do that. That makes you Ted Lasso. All right, you might as well just put a visor on and develop an, an odd accent because don't do that to us. Don't do that to everybody. Focus on the soccer. It's, it's great that you don't have an English accent. You're not doing the Brad Friedel, but just keep those people out of it because we're all going to look dumb if you lose this thing. Go down with dignity. Don't, uh, don't do it the other way. All right, for, that's it for today. As I said already once, uh, continue to be good human beings out there. Be kind to each other. Accept each other, respect each other, and you're on the right track. We'll hear you next time.